Welcome to The Pink Mug, a sister podcast where we have real conversations with real girls in our world about life, faith, and sisterhood. Today's episode is very special and unlike anything we've done before. We recorded this sisterhood conversation in front of a live audience during the second weekend of our Design for Life Women's Conference, and we know that you're going to love it. That's right, Jody. The girls on this sisterhood panel get deep about the importance of guarding unity, all while navigating strong personalities and conflict. We recommend this episode be watched on a video platform to fully appreciate the conversation. Just trust us. You'll definitely want to see each moment of this unique episode. That's right. So gather your girlfriends and enjoy the pink mug. the sisterhood is one word and that is unity unity and the Bible talks so much about unity and and what does it exactly mean there's a verse in scripture that it says make every effort it's in Ephesians it says make every effort to guard the unity it says I appeal Paul said I appeal to you to live a life worthy of your calling, to live a life worthy of what God has done in you. And I've I've read that verse so many times and you think, okay, what does it mean to live a life worthy of, of what God's done in me? It must mean to live free of sin and it must mean to be a good neighbor and it must mean whatever you attach to that. But you know where Paul takes it? He says, be loving be gentle, be kind, and then after that he says, and make every effort to live a life of unity with the girls, we're talking about girls here, with the girls around you. Does that take work? Intentionality? Yes, (laughs) it does, it does, Even, even if you're all godly girls, it takes intentional and purposeful guarding of. You know, you think about a guard at the, at the gate of unity and being like fierce. I am not gonna allow anything to disrupt or divide this amazing relationship that God's given me, right? Relationship, relationships. The sisterhood around you, so good. Savannah, how are you? I'm doing great. Isn't I'm she, so pumped. Isn't she adorable? Aww, yes. Thanks. I can say that. She's my baby girl. I love you, Mom. She serves alongside you, me. I'm so thankful for her. Yes. Full Aww. of faith and wisdom. And if you know, if you know a guy. <laughs> Hallelujah. Put my number up on the screen. You just kidding. Just Instagram me and send me his picture. Yes. Savannah, Sorry. say what you said last week. That was a good phrase. Okay, so we said this, and we were joking around in my life group about this, but I think there's some truth to it. Serve the house. You know, Pat, oh, my mom good. was just talking about being planted in the house. Girls, serve the house 
find the spouse. <laughs> All my, my single ladies. So get planted. Join the hosting team. Plug for the hosting team. You get to shake a lot of hands. Side hugs. Side hugs, though. Side so hugs. Um, but no. But anyway, but I'm really I'm I'm pumped for this this session. Um, you know, just how God, you can just, you know that God is weaving every single session actually at the conference. It's just so cool how he's weaved it together. Oh every goodness. message has built upon the, the next message yeah. and the next session. And, and Brandy like killed it. And one thing that just totally stood out to me that connects to this session is just our words and how they affect not just us, but the sisterhood around us. And unity is so connected to our words, ladies. We can either build and strengthen, we can either speak life or we can speak death. And so um, it's just, that's, unity has a lot to do with how we talk and what we say. And so it's just so cool how God was setting up this panel and how he's just gonna continue to speak to us. I'm excited. Right. Thank you, babe. You're welcome. You're welcome. So wise. Jill. Hello. Yeah, Jill. We love <laughs> you her. You tore it up, girl. Hey. Ooh. God is good. Yes. Thank you for all you do to serve our house, Jill. Jill um, and her husband, Jeff, are a part of James River Church. They have four kiddos. Four. Three, three little girls, ages 10, 8, and 4. And I, then God graced girl. them with a mighty man of God. Yes. He's like three months old. Three Yes. King. I love this guy's name. King. That's his King. Name. Like, he has three awesome. sisters. We had to give him a strong name. Strong name. Set him up for success. King Solomon is his full name. Jeff, Jeff works at a nonprofit. Yes. But you're full on committed to the church yes. and just strengthening the house. I love that. Love that. Woo. Thank Get you. It, Thank you. And you're a stay at home mama and very busy. Yes, the raising warriors for Jesus. Wow, it's so great. Becky, yes. y'all know Becky. I yes. loved sitting yes. next to my hair twin today. Yes. Do you guys see yes. that? We're hair twins. Yes. Curly girls, curly Makes girls. Makes me tonight. happy. Yep. Becky, how long have you and Chris been on team? You know, it is almost eight years. Eight years. Uh, eight years in January will be have been on team, and it's been like living a dream. Wow. And uh, even thinking work. about my first Design for Life conference in this, in this room and uh, how powerful and significant it was for me. I was sitting up in the stadium with a friend that I had invited and going through a difficult time with um, health challenges in one of my children. And God broke it open for me that day, broke it open through a, a message by Priscilla. And... Um, I will never be the same. And I'm believing for big things for you girls this week. If you're sitting in the stadium or on the floor somewhere, God's breaking something open in your life this week. Write it down. Remember it. Mark it in your life as uh, a, where you're going to move on from. That's good. Awesome. That's good. Amen. Jody. <laughs> oh, Jody's shy. I just need to warn you. Jody, I hope you'll talk while you're up you here. You had to drag me up here. <laughs> no, I'm like, oh, there's a chance they want me. Oh, oh I'm in. Yeah. Um, I met Jody. Jody came to the church about 12 years ago. Yeah, about 14. 14. Yes, 14. 14 years ago. And how did we connect the first time? Oh, you were stuffing Easter eggs. I was stuffing Easter eggs. How That's many right. thousands? That That's year? right. We were probably doing about 30,000, 40,000. 30,000, 40,000 for our kids' yeah. event. 
over Easter, and we sat across from the table from each other, and I was so drawn to her joy and her enthusiasm about the church. I was like, oh, God. I was serving uh, as a, a lead in the elementary department as that t at that time, and I, was, I had my eye out for people that would come alongside me and help me lead eight to 900 elementary kids at that time that were in the church, and I was feeling very overwhelmed. And I was sitting across from Jody, I'm like, this is God's will. <laughs> so I said, Jody, will you come help me? And she said, yes. And so you served with me for what, three? Um, it was about three years, and, and then I had a We did kids camps. That's right. Like six, eight camps That's every right. summer together. That's like right. craziness. And then God took you on a journey. You went into yeah. another ministry. I and did. then you ended up in Italy I did. on a missions assignment. I did, yes. Yes. Before Conference One, we had girls submit questions regarding unity and they were very unique and diverse. And so we put, I think, five of them together. <laughs> we have, is there five? Four, four. Last conference, we made it through one. <laughs> so we'll try to do better this conference. But we're gonna jump right in because I thought the questions were so awesome. And so they're gonna put question one up on the screen. You girls talk about sisterhood all the time but what is it really? What is sisterhood, Becky? Sisterhood is believing beyond a shadow of a doubt that despite differences of opinions, despite differences in the way you look on the outside, despite the differences you may have on the inside, that we serve the same Father. And if we serve the same Father, it makes us all sisters. Sisterhood, yes, yes, it's good, because it's what God wants for us. Sisterhood is knowing that if we are all going after the same goal, which is to shine Jesus' light, which is to bring other girls along with us on the journey, if we are all going after the same goal, then we can stand united, believing that each, with each other, we are stronger and better, and we can do more for the kingdom than we could ever, ever do by ourselves. It goes back to what is on the scarf. The world needs who we were created to be. Love that. So how, how does sisterhood, how does that question connect to unity? Anybody? Why, how does that question, what is sisterhood? First of all, sisterhood is kind of a fad word. You know, you hear it a lot. Right, right. So how does it connect to unity? Well, I think that, you know, sisterhood is not exclusive. It's not just for a certain type of girl, you know, like you have to fit a certain mold. No, it's inclusive. It's for every single girl. Like it's, hey, come one, come all. You are all welcome. You are all a part. We want to encourage and champion one another. And I just love that because you look across this room and there's so much diversity and we're all from different backgrounds and different stories, but we're all coming together as one sisterhood, ladies. Not separate sisterhoods, one sisterhood unified. And so that's what I think about how that's one aspect of how it connects to unity. Yeah. Yeah. Good. One of the verses we included in the journal this year, Philippians 2.2. 2. Yeah. So powerful of what, how it, sisterhood connects to unity. So I'm asking you, my friends, that you be joined together in perfect unity yeah. with one heart, one passion, and united in one love. Walk together with one 
harmonious purpose, and you will fill my heart with unbounded joy. <laughs> so does that mean we always get along? Oh, I wish. Yeah. No. Yeah. So <laughs> what do you do when you don't? What you do... Okay, this is real. Do you yeah. ever have a fuss with a sister? Okay. Yeah. So th this is real. This is real conversation. Real you know, and it's practical guidance. Like, so Becky, <laughs> tell us, what right. do we do? Right. Well, we can't um, imagine that in a broken, fallen world, filled with broken people, that we're going to always see to eye to eye, and we're always going to get along perfectly, that sisterhood is like some magic wand that just makes everything perfect. Um, actually, it's something really interesting that uh, a couple of strong personalities are sitting here on this couch together. Oh, really? Because it, when you talk about fussing, or maybe like conflict, or maybe friction, any, anybody ever have friction with another sister? Maybe conflict with another, and I'm talking about a, like a believer, like, you, like sister in Christ, not just a girl at work, but like a girl you do life with. Actually happened with, with me and this, right. this yes. girl. Okay. Did you say Friday? It didn't happen Friday. No, I yeah. said that's right. Oh, that's, that's right. what I said. <laughs> Friday. That's right. But it could have. Who knows? That's right. <laughs> we ain't perfect until we get to heaven. That's so right. you had a disagreement. We did. We okay. did. So oh, we're going to go there. Okay. We're going there. Whoa. We're going to be diving into this uh, one. I okay. thought it was a safe space, Jody. Okay. <laughs> so tell them, Becky. Tell them what years, had happened. Okay. What had happened was Jody is a strong girl. Uh -huh. I'm a strong girl. But in this particular instance, we had did not see eye to eye about something. I'm taller. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I, was, I was bad. I'm going to write my jokes down. They're going to get better. Okay. They're going to get better. Okay. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't. And nope. um, sometimes we, I look at Becky and I'm like, I, I don't know if I know what you're saying. And she looks at me like, I don't think I understand what you're saying either. Yeah. Yep. And it happened when one day when we were working closely together, yeah. and um, I assumed something. I assumed motivation. Mm -hmm. um, and I assumed that she had disrespected me on purpose. So, oh, there still seems to be a struggle here. Um, <laughs> let's see. Oh, mom's okay. coming, okay. I, Isn't that good? She's in did, trouble, because Did you fault. sense what I was sensing? I. Yes. Well, there was a face the on, There was a <laughs> facial expression that I've seen That's on right. Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I assumed. Daughter. I assumed that she had disrespected me on purpose. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I confronted her I about didn't. it. I'm a seven. Can we talk about personality? Like for two seconds. I don't read that not much deep into it. Not if it's an excuse. It. Okay, you're right, it's not, it's not. But sometimes, like, my seven comes out, I'm like, everything's great, everybody's great, you're great, can you help me do this, and it's all gonna be great, and then I, like, walk off. Okay, let's, like, let's back up And here. so Becky took it What's a seven? Uh, it's an enthusiast. Actually, I know. Is there any other sevens yeah. in the room? Have you heard of Holland. Of course the sevens woo. That's... <laughs> Those are my woo girls. That's right. That's my woo girls. Becky? Okay, we're gonna let Jody talk right now. Okay, okay Jody. Thank you, because this. You're a See, seven, Jody. Yeah, yeah. 
Becky, Becky, Miss Debbie, so are you. We are a great friend. Miss Debbie, does anybody love the joy? We, we understand joy of each Debbie other. Lindsay. Okay. Yes. Yes. So you're you're saying because you were a seven. Not just because I was a seven. It's because I'm a sinful natured person. You know what I mean? Like it goes dark. You know, at times I got I got to be like renewed, by, you know, by the Lord. But then also my seven on top of it. Um, it can create some struggles sometimes. And so I was, I, Becky and I, we actually had to come back together a couple days ago and say, what actually happened? And then it brought up like old wounds. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It didn't. It didn't. We're no, good. No, no, no. no, no. True didn't. story. True story. We had to talk to each other to remind ourselves what had happened <laughs> because we both forgot. We did. We did. We did. Because it's, beh because it's oh, behind us. Oh, that is awesome. Yes, yes. So let me tell you the rest of the story. Okay. okay. <laughs> So she did something that I thought she had purposefully done to disrespect me. I assumed her motivations and I confronted her about it because I am a challenger. And when I challenged and confronted her about it, she said something that I did not take well in the moment. She said, Becky, that is not what I am meant to do. And I need you to think the best of me. And that's the face I got that day, too. Okay, let's not. So I right kind of looked at her like. And she kind of. Did you really I did not do that? I, didn't, I, I did not receive it at first, Debbie. I'm, can I just be real? Is it okay if, if I'm like telling the truth? Yes. Um, I'm, I did not receive it. I still thought I was right. It actually is very difficult to admit, for me to admit when I'm incorrect, wrong, <laughs> wrong. <laughs> so, who, like, who likes to be wrong? I mean, come on, yeah. So I went home that night still thinking I was like totally right. I woke up the next morning, got my Bible out, started reading in God's word. And something I have to do for myself because I understand my sinful natures, I put into my soul, I feed my soul every single day with the Proverbs, with wisdom. Because I don't have enough of it, so I have to eat it every morning, okay? And so I'm reading in the Proverbs and I, as I'm reading along it says, intelligent people are willing to learn a lesson. And I knew that the Lord was speaking to me wow. immediately in that moment because my nature was to say, there's no lesson to learn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right. She, needs to learn yeah. she Obviously, Jody needs to learn the lesson, exactly. But I, knew, <laughs> but I knew, I knew the Holy Spirit was speaking to me in that moment. And literally, the next verse says, giving gifts can open doors. And I am admittedly not a gift giver. And I said, ah, I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna bring Jody coffee this morning. And I'm gonna tell her I heard her and I received what, I, what she said to me and I'm gonna apologize. I know, it was hard. It was really, really hard. I, don't I like had spent a night in prayer and fasting. You know what I mean? Like I was like, Lord, speak to Becky. <laughs> I did. So, I was like, holy. one of your daughters has hurt your girl, and I need you to be specific. 
I like a tall grande, something like tall grande. That doesn't make sense. Did I? I like a grande coffee. Did I text you? Did I say what's your? I don't know. I can't remember. I did. I texted you. What What do you like? What kind of coffee do you like? And I brought it to her. And um, I will say this: ever since that moment, Jody and my relationship has never been the same. It's true. It's true. It, it was so repaired from that moment, and. Something the Lord worked on me in because I would say probably uh, for, for a, a, probably a period of my life, like people would be like, oh, I'm sorry. And I was like, oh, okay, like, I, 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 like I, it's no big deal. And I was like, but I remember. <laughs> <laughs> but not forgotten. And so the Lord said to me, um, you need to learn to forgive and forget, forgive quickly, instantly, boom, boom, boom. And so as soon as she gave it to me, I was like, I, I, the Lord has done a work in my heart because we can't make people grovel. You know what I mean? Like, like work to like get your forgiveness. Just forgive. Freely we have received, freely we give. And so I said, Becky, thank you. Give me a hug, girl, and do it again tomorrow. It was more like, Becky! Yes. It was, and it was so, so good. our relationship was so mended that we had leader, leadership retreat um, as a staff probably a few months later, and my husband on the, on the car ride home says, it was so cute, he said, Jody, who's your best friend at James River? And I said, well, who's my best friend? I, that's funny, what a cute thing for a guy to ask. I was like, um, I don't know, I've never thought about it. Who do you think my best friend at James River is? And he said, Becky, Becky, the girl with the short curly hair, probably Becky Davis. I said, what? <laughs> of all the girls, you're exactly right. Becky Davis is yeah. my bestest friend. <laughs> Truly. Oh. oh. One of the things that multiple people came and talked to us about um, after last week when we shared is they would either say one, did that really happen? Yeah, it's or they would say, I never knew that happened. Yeah. And I was like, you're right, because I didn't talk about it. Because yeah. it wasn't anybody else's business to know. Yeah. I don't need to throw my sister under the bus. I could have I gathered an army yeah. of, of people who were on my side. And um, no, people didn't know because it wasn't their business to know. And I wanted to honor my sister and protect the unity between her and my sister. It was guarding. It was guarding the unity. It was God helped me in that moment to, to know what and to do. And now you're stronger than ever. Absolutely. 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 Yeah. That's a beautiful story. Yes. yes. Awesome. Jill and Savannah, do you have any follow-up to that? I just want everyone to know that Savannah and I have always been friends. <laughs> yeah. There's no conflict here. <laughs> My mom doesn't have to sit between us. Yeah, that's right. We win. No, just <laughs> what but, number are you? Enneagram. What number? I'm a two-wing three. Oh. Any twos are so great. Twos are so great. What is that? Great. What does that mean, oh, Joe? I love we twos. We need to affirm each other. Yeah. Oh. And if you um, haven't heard about the Enneagram, it's a, it's a current, like, um, personality. personality book mm -hmm. called yeah. The Road Back to yeah. You. Mm -hmm. yeah. it's, a, it's very interesting. Yeah. It's a fun read. It's a kind of a new perspective right. on it. Um, but Twos are helpers. Yes. We also can be known to smother a little. You love to give gifts. We love to give yes. gifts, we love to help, we love to do, we love to be there and help in whatever way we can. We serve the coffee, we make the meals. So how can that annoy? How can it annoy? Uh, ask my husband, he'll tell you. 
Uh, what number is he? My husband's a, a raging eight. An eight. Which is a challenger. So a challenger is a person who, you're an, you're an eight. Um, yes, yes I am. You guys get along, right? Yeah, oh, oh yeah, my, yeah, we love each other. I love everyone on this panel. There's no conflict with me. Um, but my husband is an eight, so which is a challenger, um, and which they're like the go-getters, super passionate if they see something wrong. But also protective. Very protective, of that's it. Loving. Yeah, and the two are good qualities helpers. too. So I help him while he challenges the world. Yeah. yeah. That's what we do. I bring him coffee while he changes the world. While he conquers. Good That's wife. right. Good coffee <laughs> and conquering. Savannah, what are you? I'm a, well, I think I'm mostly one. And ones, go ones. We want to perfect everything. And so I'm a perfectionist by nature, and um, which can be a good thing, but can also be a bad thing because you're constantly seeing like, the flaws in yourself and everyone yeah. else, but I love everyone. <laughs> but you, you want to like improve. So um, I love like, you know, helping people reach their goals and encouraging them and, and uh, coming alongside them and saying, you got this, you can do better though, you got this. So yeah, I try to say it with a smile. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but um, so yeah, I would say I'm one. And one thing about the one is they have a specific way they load the dishwasher. Anyone out there with me? So I'm really passionate about putting the forks down, not up, because if you put the forks with the prongs up, then you're, you use your hands and you dirty the forks when you take them out, right? Yes? We've had arguments about this. I know. Okay, question number two. Oh, we're getting to the second yeah. question. This is great. Oh, we're moved on. In a world that is so mm. me-focused, yes. how do I maintain unity in my sisterhood? In yeah. a, how does a, how does a me-focused world? How does that? How can that create division? Yeah, Jill. I feel like it's something we talked about earlier. Was being intentional about your day. Wake up and say, Holy Spirit, tell me who do you have for me to talk to today? Who is gonna walk in my path? Who is gonna show up that, that needs me to speak life into them? And then not only praying it, but doing it. That's good, Jill, really good. It's so interesting, we live in this culture where things are so customizable. Like, you know, we can make everything perfect to just exactly what we want it to be. And so when we walk into a room or we walk into a gathering like this, if it doesn't fit exactly to our specific specifications, we automatically think, well, this isn't for me. I don't belong. I heard a story even just this morning of a girl who was, was having a hard time finding a, a place in, in sisterhood. And, um, you know, it, the sisterhood, it, I don't belong there. I don't feel like I really am a part. I don't think it's really for me. I'm not really like that. And I, I was, I, 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 and where I was sympathetic because I desperately want her to feel like she belongs, I heard a lot of eyes in the story. And I was um, a little uh, concerned about the fact that when, um, and this is a, a lesson Pastor Debbie taught me um, years ago, that, that when I walk in a room, that the thing that I think about first is not myself, but the people in the room. 
and being able in a me-focused culture. We are, girls, we are counter-cultural. We are not like the world. We are in it, but we are not of it. And so understanding that it is, it is not a customizable sisterhood. It is not exactly to my specifications and to my proportion. It is a sisterhood that I am a part of. It is a body that I work with, whether I am the hand or the foot or the nose or the ear. I am playing my part, and I know what I'm here for. And so in a me-focused culture, we would say, man, that's not... Uh, that's too girly. Well, this is a room full of girls, and I want to be a part of it because that's how God created me. He created me to be with sisterhood, pushing the kingdom forward, not complaining about what I may or may not like. You know, that's so good. I, so being single till I was 38, you sit alone a lot. Anybody got any people sitting alone? Um, that's okay. I tell, oh, there's my woo girls. Okay. Um, I'll tell you, though, the, uh, probably about 10 years ago, and it revolutionized my, um, the way I walked into a room. The Holy Spirit said to me, you know, if you, uh, if, if you don't want to sit alone, you don't have to. It's your choice. And he said, so I want you to walk. I, I, knew, I know clearly where I was when he told me to walk into this particular church building um, I was attending a service at, and he said, I want you to look around the room. It was, it was just the whole scene was playing out. Look around the room and see the girls that are sitting alone. I want you to go and greet them. I know, I want you to go and greet them, and then I want you to, um, I want you to sit by one of them. And that's the way that you'll never sit alone again. And so I began, I saw the scene play out, and the Holy Spirit had to like teach me in this, because even though I'm an extrovert, it's not, it, it's an intentional way of living. It doesn't, it doesn't always come natural. Not everything's natural, even as extroverted as I am. I have to be intentional and walk into, walk into a room and go, okay, I'm gonna scan the room. There's my girls sitting alone. They could be waiting on somebody, and that doesn't mean I go, you know, sit right by them. I walk up and I'm like, you know, Hey, is it your first time here? And they're like, no, I've been here 20 years. You're like, okay, awkward. <laughs> great. Uh, are you waiting on somebody? No. Can I sit by you? Yeah, great. It's so, it, it, you can do it, and you'll never sit alone again. Just depends on how you walk into the room. That's so good, Jody. Okay, I'm not even going to go to the next question because I want to, I really want to close with this thought because it relates somewhat because I think sometimes, well, Always, the enemy is trying to isolate us um, to cause, cause division, to cause separation, to cause isolation, to, to cause us to not to connect because, as, as um, Becky mentioned, um, the, the body, to be healthy and strong, needs to be connected. And the church, the sisterhood, which represents the church, is a body. That's how the Bible describes it. And every one of us are a part of the body. So the enemy's desire, okay, let's say you're a finger or a nose, Becky said, you know, and that, I love that picture. It's so, so vi a visual picture of the importance of being connected because if a part of your body isn't fully connected, what is gonna happen to it? It's gonna die. I remember years ago, I was in my prayer chair. Anybody have a prayer chair? Yeah, or a place that you go and pray in the morning or at night whenever you spend time with the Lord and you should have that time with God. But I was sitting in my prayer chair and I had tucked my leg under my behind and I was sitting on it and just reading and worshiping and 
just having a good time with the Lord. And an hour or so later, when I went to get up, my leg was asleep. And I fell right on the floor. It didn't have any strength at all. And you know how it feels like there's knives in it? And I was like, oh my goodness. But it is such a great illustration of what we're talking about right now. And when, when I get intense when I talk, I can't sit. <laughs> Here's the deal. The enemy loves to cut you off, but what happens is the blood stops flowing. When you're disconnected, the life of being a part of the body stops flowing into your life. And eventually, you will die spiritually without being apart. And the sisterhood won't be as strong. But here's, I think, one of the things the enemy does to cause that, and that is hurt. Hurt. And when we've been hurt by somebody, okay, like, like if this story had gone on longer, okay, and... We'll just use Becky, okay? Becky had allowed it to take root in her spirit. You know, the, the enemy would have separated them. Right. It was a choice to stay together. It was a choice to trust her yeah. and you to trust her again. And when you're hurt, you can allow distrust to take root in your spirit. And so then you're like, I'm not gonna trust anybody ever again. And Jill, you have a very, on, uh, honestly, a cool story about that. Can you briefly share that? Yeah. And then I want to pray over girls. Uh, there, there was a season that I went through where I just had been hurt so badly. Mm-hmm. And um, not only had I been hurt, but my family had been hurt. And I am very protective wife and a very protective mother. (laughs) So it's almost, you know, if you hurt my kids or my husband, uh, it's like I've been hurt triple times over. So I had just gone through a season where I just, it was hurt after hurt after hurt. And I just told the Lord, I'm done, I'm done. I love you and I will serve you and, and, I, and I'm not angry with you. I wasn't angry at God, but I was just emotionally done. I felt like I had just given and given and given and had been hurt and hurt and hurt. And hurting people hurt people, let me just say that. And we live in a broken world and the enemy is prowling around like a lion and he's ready to take us out. And he, he did that with me. I told the Lord I'm done. I don't want anything to do with people. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to sit, and I'm not going to talk to anybody, and I'm going to go home, and that's what I'm going to do. And so I told the Lord, because he listens really well, you know, when you tell him what you're going to do. I told him that was what I was going to do. So through a series of circumstances and just people that were noticing me, I wasn't putting myself out there, obviously. I was purposely hiding. But there were people that were recognizing the one, which was me, and they were taking the time to say, hey, let's just go out to lunch. Um, Are you okay? Like, what's going on? Oh, yeah, I'm fine. Everything's great. No, like, are you really okay? No. 
And I allowed myself to be open. That's step number one. You have to allow yourself to be vulnerable and allow the Holy Spirit to start to heal you. And through that and just people praying for me, recognizing the one, recognizing where I was at, understanding my hurt, not forcing me out, but praying me through, um, they waited on me. And, and I am so forever grateful and thankful because it's one of the reasons that I'm here because I, a year ago, if I look back at my life a year ago, honestly, I would never, I would never see myself on this platform. So God is good. And so see the one, reach out to the one. And if you feel isolated, come out. Just being honest, just come on. We love you, you're loved. And the enemy is trying to pull you away because God has a plan. So just come on, come out. It's beautiful. You know, I was tell, I leaned over to Jody because I feel like we should close with, with this. I, every one of us has been hurt by somebody, right? Is there anybody that hasn't been hurt by somebody? I mean, it's like we talked about. We live in a world where we can, we, it's broken. And so people are imperfect. I'm imperfect, okay? Yeah. Me too. Um, but here's the deal. God is the restorer, and he wants us to walk in unity. So when that happens, we have to purposefully and reach out, first of all, like Becky and Jody did, to say, God, I've been hurt by this. Now, through your spirit, how can you heal that hurt? And then we need God to restore trust in us again. Absolutely. You know, because the enemy wants to use that situation, like Jill said, to cause you to step back from, his plan, from God's plan for you. And so here's what I want you to do, because I think really, and Jody's gonna pray over you here in a second, I think there's, I, I really feel like the Holy Spirit's talking to two groups of people. First of all, those that are struggling with maybe trust, trusting, and trusting girls, trusting sisterhood, and the Holy Spirit speaking to you, and opening your heart up again to saying, okay, by hearing the stories, like, okay, God, maybe I can be connected to reconnect you to faith-filled girls. And you say, well, Debbie, they're in here. Well, Jill was in this room, a room like it. Jody was as well, but still feeling separate. And God's saying, okay, I want to bring, I want to fully connect you, baby girl. Then the other group is for us to be always watching for girls that need to be brought in and loved. I'm so thankful, Jill, that girls surrounded you and kept loving you and kept encouraging you to trust again because God had a plan for you and wanted to use you, but the enemy wanted to put you in a box. So, Jody, I want you to close in prayer, okay? And just let the Lord lead you as you do, okay, hon? God, we come to you. Lord, as girls, um, Lord, whether we say, well, I'm more tomboy, I'm more girly, I'm more this, I'm more that. I come in, I sit alone. I'm surprised I'm here because I just didn't want to sit alone again today, but God, there's a God who sees right where you are. Father, I thank you 
God, that you're, what you're doing in the hearts of every girl, God, is strengthening the heart right now. Father, they're gonna look around, God, and they're gonna look for the need. They're gonna see the one in front of the Lord. Open our eyes. God, we need our eyes opened. We need a heavenly vision. God, sometimes I can't change the scenery, but I, I, can, I just need new eyes. And God, so they're here in this city, in this time, in this purpose, Lord, or they're at their home church or wherever they're at. God, and, and you're not changing all the scenery. God, so I ask that you change their vision in that season, Lord that they would continue to reach out and continue, God, to be the friend and to be the girl that they're looking for. God, help them. Lord, we need your help. God, we need your wisdom and we need your love. The Bible says the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit who teaches us about the love of God for ourselves and then we can lavishly give it to other girls. So Holy Spirit, I ask you come with just a blanket of love on every girl that feels separated, isolated, God, and that you put such a blanket of love, Lord, that they can wrap around other girls and they're gonna be the girl that they've been needing so desperately. And God, I thank you, Lord, for girls that have been hurt. God, you're the mender of broken hearts. You're the catcher of tears. Lord, the Psalms has so many good things to say about you. You are all that we need and more. You're the God of comfort. You're an ever-present help in time of need. And God, I thank you, Lord, that you're that to these girls. Lord, the hurt that was meant to destroy them and the root of bitterness that was meant to go so deep Lord, is being uprooted right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, the, the, the bitterness that you wanted to bury these girls is gonna turn around. It's gonna be a planting, and they're gonna be planted, God, and they're gonna be, a, they're gonna be girls that can come to them and say, I saw the change in you. I see the change in you. It's not gonna be this way the rest of their life, God. We just declare, Isaiah spoke restoration to the land of Israel. We speak restoration to these girls today. In Jesus' name, Lord, I thank you. God, that they're here. I thank you for the choice they came to come. I thank you for the choice that they made to come and be open. Lord, they're still sitting here on a Saturday in October 2019, and that this year is gonna be a year they walk out and they say, I'm totally different. God, we declare freedom for every girl today in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. I wanna leave you with this verse. This is a verse that was in the brochure and it's in your journal and I just love it. It's Romans 1:12, and I just think that we need to make this our motto. That when we come together and are side by side, fully connected, we see something wonderful released. That's what it says in the message version. We can expect to be encouraged and comfort comforted by each other's faith. Isn't that powerful? I love that. I think that needs to be our motto. Yeah, because that automatically guards the unity right there. When we choose to encourage and we choose to comfort and we choose to stay connected in Jesus' name, yes. Girls, thank you so much for joining us for the November episode of The Pink Mug. The holiday season is approaching, which is so exciting. It is, and as you think about the gifts on your list to buy, make your shopping super easy this year, and just grab Pastor Debbie's new book, She Prays, for all the girls in your world. You can buy one for your friend, mom, sister, cousin, grandma, your aunt. The list goes on. You can find She Prays wherever Christian books are sold. 
And don't forget to tell your friends and family that they can be a part of the She Praise journey with Pastor Debbie in January 2020. We love you girls. And we look forward to connecting with you the next time on The Pink Mug. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today on The Pink Mug. Be sure to tune in right here on the second Tuesday of each month for a brand new episode. We would love for you to like and share today's show with your friends and connect with us on social media. Follow Design Sisterhood on Facebook and Instagram to learn more about who we are as a sisterhood and how you can be a part of it.